Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the Donut Racing Show, everybody, where we bring an honest tax-paying mindset to the Shell Corporation-filled podium of Formula One racing. My name is Nolan Sykes. I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, my favorite motor journalists. We got Elizabeth Blackstock. Oh, hello. How's it going? It's going great. Only a little hungover. Uh, And Alanis King. Hello. Did you just hear my cat purring into the microphone? (laughs) Because I I did. I love it. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. We are recording this post-Super Bowl, everybody, for all our listeners. I drank a good amount of wine yesterday, got home, and immediately laid down on my floor with a blanket from 8 o'clock until midnight, and then somehow got into my bed. How are you guys doing? I was like, Nolan, the Super Bowl wasn't over at 8 o'clock, but then I forgot that like you live in the land of wherever you uh, the, live, the Pacific which is the West Standard Coast. time zone. A yes. fake time zone. That's like you might as well be on Mars. I was like, 8 o'clock, Nolan, did you leave halfway through? Like, did the wine get a little too intense? What's going uh, yes. on? <laughs> Liz, how is your Super Bowl? You're not in the U.S. right now. I am not in the U.S. I'm in Montreal. Uh, my husband is going for his green card immigration meeting tomorrow. So we're out here hanging out, uh, which means we didn't get any of the U.S. commercials that didn't oh. want to pay for Canadian broadcast rights. <laughs> So people were talking about a lot of the commercials, and I was like, I have no idea what any of these were. I hope Wait, they were so good. the Super Bowl happens in Canada is what you're saying? Like, yeah, this, it's a yeah. thing. Do, it's a thing do, here. Okay, did you have a Super Bowl party in Canada? No, we just hung out, ate pizza in our hotel room. That sounds so fun. That does sound really lovely. <laughs> I I went to a combo game night Super Bowl party, and I got there, and no one watched the Super Bowl. We played. We did game night. <laughs> Up until halftime, and then everyone migrated to the couch for halftime, and then as soon as Rihanna was done, we went back to the game table. Nice. That's the way to do it. Yeah, our party, there's like maybe two or three Eagles fans there, and everybody else is just like L.A. transplants, basically. (laughs) And uh, it was probably one of the best Super Bowl parties I've been to in a long time, because past gas co-host Joe Weber and... Uh Uh, Andy Paz made a bunch of food and it was delicious. And we just sat around and ate and like kind of checked in on the game every now and then. There were like a ton of people there. 
it was great. It was one. Of, it was one of my favorite viewing experiences. I didn't really even have a dog in that fight. We were told to wear um, sports jerseys or shirts for your favorite sports team, and everyone showed up in football theme, and I showed up in a Tyler Reddick T-shirt. There you go. Speaking of Super Bowl, did you guys see that photo of Max throwing a football? I don't think I've ever related to Max Verstappen more. Um, does someone want to describe for everyone what it looked well, like? Well, imagine Alanis throwing a football, and that's probably yeah. what you'd get. No, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> look, I got to give Max credit where it's due. He's trying his best. He's in full football garb, which on its own is kind of uncomfortable <laughs> if you've never worn it, uh, if you're not used to it. And then trying to throw a football in football pads and helmet is actually pretty difficult. So I don't blame him for his bad form. It's not a sport that he grew up with. Also, throwing a football, even if you like football, is not that easy. So, I don't want to make fun of him, but it is a funny little stance that he's in. I love that this is a throwback of that Red Bull posted from 2017. So, it's Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo, I believe, coinciding with the United States Grand Prix in Austin. Both of them throwing footballs, but I just... Picking the first photo, your grid photo is Max absolutely beefing this toss where it looks like he's trying to shot put this football was not the choice. Okay, I had a few thoughts on this. My first thought was this is a throwback to 2017, but all of the comments were like, Checo, Checo, yeah. Checo. I think everybody was having like a miniature fit because everybody was like, oh my goodness, are they replacing Checo already? Like it's happening. <laughs> no, it was just a throwback from 2017. Like Daniel's back. We got a lot of content that we can like recycle. It's amazing. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of that, I think, in the coming season. Now are. that Daniel's back, it's like, yeah. It's free content. It's yeah. It's People free love stuff them. to post. Yeah. And my other thought was, poor Max Verstappen. Do you think his dad saw this photo and was like, Max, you have to learn how to play football. This oh, is no. not what a man looks like. Because if you're not aware of the relationship with Max and his dad, it's kind of like his, Max his does dad something. His dad sucks. His yeah. dad is like, Max, be more manly. So there was a story a couple of years ago where most F1 drivers, they wear padding around their neck in the car, um, basically to help with the G-forces on their neck. And Max does not. And he got asked why he does that. And he basically said, my dad said that's for crybabies. You're just supposed to have neck pain. And then there's a whole story about like Max losing a karting race when he was a kid and his dad leaving him at a gas station. And when they recount these stories, it's like inspirational somehow. Like, it's, this is supposed yeah. to be, like, this is what good parents do to encourage their children to be good at things is tell them how bad they are. Yas Verstappen wants you to wreck your neck to own the crybabies. <laughs> All right, well, shall we get into Formula One? This week, we're going to talk about Ford's triumphant return to the Formula One paddock with Red Bull, the first round of car launches, and we're going to do a deep dive on the bizarre sponsorship history of Haas, whose new partnership with MoneyGram made us think of other other sponsors they've had before. I don't know if anybody hmm. else can think of a few, but I can. Hmm. Interesting. I, I've, I've never heard of any of them Haas sponsors before. I didn't know. Me neither. I did yeah. not write a book about that. No. Certainly don't go by Racing with Rich Energy, available where all fine books are sold right now. So we teased this last week, but Ford is now the new power unit provider for Red Bull Racing and AlphaTauri. There's immediate technical support going on this season, and the American automaker will provide the new engines in 2026 when F1 officially adopts the hybrid regulations. 
The big thing to note here, I think, is that Red Bull has already begun development on this power unit. Honda took its departure from Formula One and then kind of sort of came back, at which point Red Bull founded Red Bull Powertrains, a company that has now since taken on that that bulk of the development for new power units. Uh, So there's still plenty of developing that can be done, uh, but Ford will not have been taken part since the very beginning. Ford used to be a big, big thing in Formula One. It's been 24 years since Ford participated in Formula One. Uh, It is the third most successful engine maker in F1, thanks to its partnership with Cosworth, which was a British engineering company uh, that had a specialty in high-performance engines. So Ford earned 10 constructors and 13 drivers championships, most of which came through that Ford Cosworth dominance in the late 1960s and 70s. Was that the DFV engine? It was the DFV engine. The big boy. I know things. The big boy. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, Ford competed for a whopping 38 years before it pulled out of F1 in 2004. Uh, But it's coming back now because Formula One is getting eco-friendly. We're introducing sustainable fuels in 2026, and the series hopes to be net zero carbon uh, in terms of emissions by 2030. Plus, we've got this absolutely massive popularity coming in the United States. Uh, People love F1 here now, so there's incentive to actually join the party, which I think the big thing here about this announcement that kind of got tucked away a little bit is that this means we'll have six different power unit suppliers in F1 in 2026. So there'll be Ford, Alpine, Audi, Ferrari, Honda, and Mercedes, which that's, yeah, that's exciting. I don't I honestly can't remember the last time that's happened. I think it's very interesting to watch this Americanization of F1 mm-hmm. and watch Ford return to F1 because at what point do the American Drive to Survive fans and the new American fans of Formula One go, Okay, we're getting too American now. This isn't like this hmm. this weird gem hmm. overseas that I'm interested in anymore. Like this is too mainstream for me. Yeah, you're not special anymore. Well, if they have Chris Stapleton do some sort of performance oh, yeah, for sure. on the and, paddock, maybe yeah. maybe that'll be too American. Um, maybe when uh, instead of Heineken, it's Bud Light becomes the title sponsor. <laughs> the Bush Light Clash at Monaco. The Bush Light Clash at Monaco. The Bush Light Clash at Monaco. Would that <sighs> not be so funny? That might be over the line. Uh, the white flag <laughs> sponsored by Credit One Bank. Like, is that too much? <laughs> One lap to go sponsored by Credit One Bank. <laughs> so about this engine, you know, the new rules are coming in 2026. Do we know if they're keeping the high, or turbo V6 or will it be an, a new engine layout? You know, with manufacturers like Audi and Ford coming in, I have to wonder... The relevance of a turbo V6 for Ford's lineup, I think they have one in... They have one in one of their trucks in the F-150, but I'd like to see turbo four bangers pushing a thousand horsepower. Nolan literally just wants Honda Civic Type R's. Like, throw out Formula One, just get in the Type R and go. I would love that, and Honda would love that too. I I think. Uh, I think with turbo four bangers kind of being the engine of choice for most of the crossover market these days. I could totally see it. Nolan, you forget that motorsport doesn't have to actually be relevant because in the NASCAR Cup Series, they race V8 Camrys. Mm -hmm. And up until last year, 
they raced V8 Camrys, rear-wheel drive V8 Camrys <laughs> with four-speed manual transmissions. And, you know, it was the worst day of my life when NASCAR got rid of the four-speed manual H-pattern transmission. Oh, my goodness. That thing was a relic of another time. And I was really so was. sad when they went to the sequential last year. Because, who like, everybody races sequential. Mm -hmm. Everybody has turbo four bangers. Why are we doing that when we could have a four speed manual? That is true. true. You know. Thank you. Maybe they throw it out. Maybe they say we don't want to be relevant, but I can't also imagine Ford saying we want to develop a new engine that won't have any sort of any sort of relevance to their current lineup. Listen, Especially I do not cheer for progress. I cheer for <laughs> regression. <laughs> the the progress is that it's they're not burning fossil fuels, I think is the that's the the thing. We've kind of seen automakers making that transition to like we actually don't want to get rid of combustion engines we just want to put better things in them so i think that might be why we've seen this happening but who knows i mean it's race car <laughs> <laughs> i mean the thing is at the end of the day how sustainable can you be when you are going around the globe to race cars for fun and one of your five favorite rich guys is going to win. Like, <laughs> like one of them is going to win. The thousands and thousands of miles they're traveling this year to go from, like, Europe over to Canada and then back to Europe for Monaco yeah. is just obscene. So it's like, why are we even bothering with the facade of fossil fuel is bad? Like, we, we know you guys are sponsored by Aramco. Like, it's fine. <laughs> I would applaud any effort they actually make to be sustainable. I think they should start with a, with rescheduling the entire uh, calendar to make it so they don't have to do those ocean hopping trips every other week. And I understand every track has their own schedule that they're working with that F1 has to slot into. But like they should have the FIA step in at some point. It just seems like a no brainer to me. Speaking of fans who love to see Ford returning to the sport, I am one of them. Are you? Know? Okay, tell uh, me. Yeah. Uh, I no, don't really. I'm like, nah, I'm abandoning that. For the longest time, I kind of denied that I was a Ford guy because I, I'm also a big Mopar guy. I love I love the mm. Mopar products of the 60s and 70s. I but, have a sign in my office that says Mopar or no car. Hell yeah, dude. I want that uh, tattooed on me as a tramp stamp. <laughs> oh, oh, we should actually get matching do tramp not stamps that do say that. Mopar <laughs> no car. Do not do that. Well, you think that's a bad uh, idea, Nolan? <laughs> I mean, it's you your, know, I'll, it's I'll, your I'll life. I'll put the tattoo appointment for NASCAR at Coda. Um, <laughs> but I drive a Ford Mustang, and you know, over the years I've really come to enjoy and appreciate Ford. I am a secret Ford guy, so uh, I want to see whatever engine they develop. I want to see that tech trickle down in. Maybe there's a special edition Mustang that gets whatever engine that is. Maybe, the, like I mentioned last week, uh, Ford GT seems like an obvious, <laughs> obvious candidate. The same way that Mercedes AMG made the AMG, what's it called? The One? Yeah, I think the is Project the super, One. Project, Project one. one. One of the coolest technological advancements, I think. Has but a also, single person ever driven that vehicle? Does I don't that know. vehicle move? I don't think I'd call it a looker. It's uh, pretty. <laughs> it's not a looker. It's it not a looker at all. It kind of looks like a like a fish. Very fish like, but it it's proved that you can put current F one technology into a road car. Um, 
So I'd like to see Ford give that a shot too if they're going to do like I I feel like that's a logical conclusion. Put it in the expedition. If they don't do it, I'd be very surprised. Or put, put it, it in, in the, the expedition. expedition. Put it in the expedition ST. You know that is a great <laughs> idea. Um, my only contribution to Ford returning to Formula One is that our podcast notes have have just a single bullet that says Ford versus Ferrari memes, and there's a movie poster for Ford versus Ferrari with Max Verstappen and Charlotte Claire's face photoshopped oh, yeah. onto it, and it's really beautiful. I think it's lovely. If you go and watch that movie, Ferrari has not changed in the slightest in terms of its disorganization during a race. You will see the exact no. same thing happening in 1960s that happens today. It's incredible. I mean, Ferrari spends hundreds of millions of dollars a year to simply commit to the bit and embarrass itself and not contribute it. to the selling of its cars. In, in 2023, we embrace the cringe. We completely do. I agree. We embrace it. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Speaking of uh, exciting announcements from manufacturers, we have new car launches as of this recording. Uh, seven, what is it Seven teams have announced their new cars for the new season, their new liveries at least. They haven't really shown off the goods when it comes to car design, at least most of them. Uh, we're going to kick it off with Red Bull because we got a lot to say about Haas later on. Red Bull uh, launched their car on February 3rd in New York City in the U.S. Speaking of, um, of America and the American audience, a lot of hullabaloo, a lot of noise for a livery that looks exactly the same as last year. Maybe not exactly, <laughs> but very, very close. I thought it was great. Uh, team principal Christian Horner says, quote, it's incredibly special to be in the Big Apple in the U.S. in New York. The U.S. is playing such a big role in F1 these days. Three Grand Prix with Las Vegas coming onto the calendar as well. So it seemed only fitting to unveil the RB19 and our plans for the season ahead here. I just love that quote. I feel like it's incredibly special to be in the Big Apple in the U.S. <laughs> in New York. It's like Someone was holding up cue cards for just, Christian Horner. It's like me trying to tick the SEO boxes when I write something. Yes, like I just gotta exactly hit all the, the keywords. <laughs> exactly. It's like when like Definitely. an artist has a concert mm. and they have to say what city they're in. Like they replace a location in their song with whatever city they're in. Good on you, Christian Horner. Play to the local audience, buddy. So, like I mentioned, the car that was unveiled is not. A this car that they will be racing this season. It's just the same livery. 
Um, testing is very coming up very soon, so that's when we'll actually see what the new Red Bull really looks like on track. And probably not even the full version of that, because as we saw last year, a lot of teams with their new cars tested one thing and then brought even more improvements to that first race. So we'll probably just have to wait until the first race to see what that race car looks like. Well, what I love about Red Bull is that every year before they unveil their car or around the time they unveil their car, they also unveil an art car that looks so much cooler than the actual car. And it's like, why do you waste the time and energy and money to create this livery that everyone goes, wow, that's so cool. And then you go, okay, here's our actual livery, which is way less cool. Because they have to give people, they have to like dangle a little carrot in front of our noses to get us excited and interested in the team. It's like the actual car is a carrot and they're dangling like a completely other food group in front of us. Like, that's not the same. Have you ever seen those videos where it's like you like trick your kid into eating their actual food by like handing them chocolate and making them smell that and they think that's what they're going to eat? That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're like, hey, here's this. It's a Here's your little dessert. Actually, it's just Wait, do people mush. do that, Elizabeth? Mm-hmm. What yeah. side of YouTube are you on? It, my Instagram algorithm thinks I want kids. Or I don't. But I watched the videos anyway, which is why. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Alanis, you mentioned that art car. One of them, Red Bull, is actually auctioning off. It's uh, it looks like a Keith Haring piece all over this car. Uh, It was back when Sebastian Vettel was on the team that they unveiled this one in particular. But uh, you, dear listener, could could auction could could bid on this car and possibly put it in your living room if you so desire. But, yeah, it doesn't look anything like. Uh, what they're really going to be using, I think that's okay. I think it's I think it's cool that we have at least one team that sticks to kind of like an iconic livery that they use forever, like McLaren did back in the '80s and '90s with the Marlboro paint scheme. I think that's cool, and I think when we look back on it in 20 years, like it's a cool thing that they did. If the livery was good, I'd agree with you. If the livery was it's like a Marlboro bad. McLaren livery, it is bad. It's so ugly. No, it's, it's like not. the worst colors in the world. Navy blue is awful. <laughs> It's strong branding across the entire Red Bull uh, extreme sports family. I will say it's helpful because I did an interview with Daniel Ricardo for a story like two years ago, and he talked about a race from 2008 when he was climbing up the junior series ladders. And I got these photos from this race from 2008 where he was racing Valtteri Bottas, and Daniel is in this open wheel car that looks just like the current Formula One car. Anyway, <laughs> this car looked exactly like the Formula One cars because Red Bull doesn't change its liveries. And in some ways that's helpful because Valtteri's over there driving this like completely anonymous vehicle from mm-hmm. 2008. Yep. And Daniel is driving this car that is not anonymous at all. And that's people can saying. see that you always and know. immediately recognize it as a Red Bull car. Yes. Moving on to our next team here, Williams. Uh, They launched the FW45 in an online presentation. Uh, Like Red Bull, they launched just a livery, but have noted that they have evolved side pods thanks to an optimizing power unit cooling layout. So the side pods are different. Cool. And modifications of the front suspension to make it more aerodynamically efficient. Um, it looks pretty similar to last year's car as well, you know, sticking to the dark blue with hits of kind of like a sky blue and hits of red and also the Duracell battery on top of the roll hoop, which I think looks pretty cool. Oh, it's so cute. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it's a Williams. It does. It it's not reinventing themselves. I think it kind of looks like something you'd come up with in Motorsport Manager if you play that game. <laughs> it's a little anonymous. Williams has such a storied history of different uh, liveries that they could go back to. Iconic liveries where you would know it's a Williams, by yes, the way. Yes, but should they do an iconic livery if they're going to finish last, Nolan? Or I mean, should yeah, they do it? At least you know what they are. You might as well. If you're going to finish last, you might as well look good doing it. I, I That's just what I'm don't saying. know. I, That's what I I'm don't saying. know. People buy Alfa Romeos, speaking of which we'll be talking about uh, soon. People buy those cars. They're beautiful. They perform awesome. They have like the worst reliability on the market. Their door handles fall off the first for no time reason. I ever got at an Alfa Romeo was a Julia in like 2017. Yes. And we got on the highway and like 10 minutes into this drive, the Julia goes into limp mode and no. we are on the highway and we the pedal does not do anything past 40 That's miles what I'm saying. per hour. Style counts for a lot. And you know? this, this car had a thousand miles on it. Yeah, it's. That's what I'm saying. So, speaking of Alfa Romeo, they unveiled their new car, the C43, over there in Zurich. Very cool place to do a reveal. Alfa Romeo were the first team to give us a genuine 2023 car design with technical changes towards the rear end of the car, especially to unlock the, quote, next level of performance. They're swapping red and white for red and black. They're in their Shadow the Hedgehog era this year. <laughs> Uh, and it was described as aggressive on and below the skin. Uh, yeah, this thing looks menacing. It looks so cool. With a paint job like this, now I am expecting them to do pretty decently. Because, dude, when you throw black on there, it's like, we're here. We're going to kick your butt. We're going to get in your face. We're going to do some Smash Mouth football right here. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep pushing. Um, and I mean, that's what this car tells me. The, yeah, the thing about the red and white car was that it just looked very formal. You know, it was like very polo to a golf tournament kind of vibe. And this, this is like red and black. Now we're talking. Yeah. It's the difference between a candy cane and Hot Topic. That's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. I completely agree. Yeah. They do sweet. have a new sponsorship from Stake, which I think is a cryptocurrency company. So I'm so glad that oh, we're no. still doubling down on crypto sponsors despite everything. Oh, it's an online casino. Online casino? Yeah. Online casino. Is that yes. even legal? This is what I was seeing. It's not going to be in the car in several races because of gambling bans. So it's, it's an interesting title sponsor. So if you scroll down to the bottom of the stake website, there are a bunch of cryptocurrencies logos listed here. Okay. So that's that what probably is involved there. You probably gamble with crypto or whatever. So very stable sponsor. It's going to last forever. Great job, Alfa Romeo. Get that money. Get your bag. Get that money while it exists. Yes. Uh, moving on. Alfa Tari also, they also revealed their car. Imagine that. Uh, it's called the ATO4. It launched during Fashion Week in New York City, Absolutely. which is a pretty cool place to do it, I think. Uh, cooler than Zurich, I'll say. Uh, it's blue and white this time with red highlights, thanks to Orlin, the new principal sponsor for 2023. Uh, Orlin was previously with Alfa Romeo. Orlin is a uh, Polish petroleum company, a refiner and retailer, is what uh, Google says. But yeah, they've been around for a long time. So... I think the Alpha Tauri looks sweet. It 
is also a little bit motorsport manager, uh, a little bit athleisure. I mean, that's literally what the company is. Or yeah. Sort of. I mean, they're a clothing brand. But I don't know. I, I really like the way this thing looks. If you didn't know that they were a Red Bull feeder team, would you know that this is they're associated with Red Bull at all? Besides the bull on the side of the car? I, I feel mean, like- Toro Rosso was very obvious because uh, it was like Toro Rosso. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Alpha Tauri is uh, no, no. And I liked I liked how obvious it was. You know, I thought Toro Rosso was so funny. I love I, that. I like I feel like this is like a good evolution, though, because the Toro Rosso's used to be so ugly. Like they were like, I don't know. They were like the Red Bull paint cute. scheme. But no, it's like those videos where it's like, here's an artist designing something in 30 minutes and then versus 30 hours. Like the Alpha oh, Tauri, the Toro Rosso's were the 30 minute designs yes. and the Red Bulls were the 30 hours. Yes. They always look like garbage. you don't like, even like the Red Bulls. I don't like the Red Bulls and I didn't like the Alpha Tauri's and I don't like this one either, wow. but it looks better. <laughs> I'm just a hater. One thing I don't like about the Alpha Tauri is the wheel covers and the design they've chosen to put on there. It looks very uh, LA Extreme from the XFL back in the early 2000s. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Ouch. It, just, it looks like the Extreme logo. That's all I'm yeah, saying. It does. Is that I think the teams are doing a little bit too much with their wheel covers this year. Like Williams uh, has a bunch of like weird arrows on theirs. I like the arrows. I really like the McLaren chrome ones. The, chrome, I thought the that was Google cool. chrome wheels. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. It's funky. I don't I don't know if I want to see them, but I want to see let's let's switch them out, you know? Let's see what else they got. So finally, uh of the liveries and cars that have been revealed so far, we've got Haas F1. Ooh. Yeah. Uh even though they're unveiled the car at the end of January, we're talking about them last uh, because we got a lot of stuff to say about them. So the VF23, it was an online reveal. Haas had been uh, on a predominantly white kick when it comes to their their liveries, but switch things up for a black base with red and white detailing. Sounds familiar compared to some of the other cards we've talked about so far. Uh, and unveiled one of their new title sponsors, MoneyGram. When you look at the new Haas livery, if you look on the side of the car, it says palm angels in like that stereotypical newspaper font i just googled palm angels and it's a fashion company but is this not like affliction in 2023 like i don't look back at this and it's like i'm gonna look at the website in like two seconds but guessing palm angels with it's got a gothic font by the way that's what that font you're trying to describe it's got like the affliction font yeah it's affliction i'm gonna guess um they're like a brand that like doesn't care you know like they're, yeah, like, they're, like, they're like for the bad the bad boys you know I yeah, don't, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna send it dude like that's the kind of vibe i'm getting under the men's section i actually looked at this before we recorded because i was like what is palm angels what am i gonna find when i look this up there's one shirt that's got a shark on it <laughs> i want the shark shirt it's twelve hundred dollars yeah but i want the shark shirt the socks are $75. If I put $75 on my feet, they better be the softest they thing I've ever touched. They have a jacket called the 8 Moncler Palm Angels Clancy. It's yellow with red flames, and it costs $3,300. <laughs> okay, so there's a there is a pair of heels. It's called the Mule Palm Heel, and it is exactly what you're thinking. It is a heel, and the heel is the palm tree. And it's like they're in that, that material 
where if you put your like as soon as your foot touches it your foot is gonna be sweaty <laughs> it's like that like that shiny slick material like your foot's gonna be sweating you're gonna be slipping out of these all for the low low price of 785 dollars enjoy there's a 310 dollar teddy bear and all i want to know all <laughs> i want to know is who, who hooked this up who reached out to whom like, did, was it Gunther Steiner who's like, I love this brand and I want them on the car? Did this company come and be like, pitch themselves to Gene Haas, who definitely seems like he wants a $310 teddy bear, to be like, hey, we love your what you're doing. Put us Michael, on your car. it's just a banana. How much could it cost? <laughs> $10? Like, I imagine this is Gene Haas, like, just put him on Arrested Development. It's just a teddy bear. How much could it cost? $300? I don't know. I I don't think we're the target audience for a uh, who is Nolan? sixty dollar mug. Um, but you know what? No. Good for them. Anyway, the Haas car itself, you know, it looks it looks okay. It looks like an Indy it car. Looks fine. I think. Remember, it does look like an Indy it car. It looks it looks like a Penske. It does. Yeah, I completely um, agree. You know, when I first started watching F one, kind of like the hot thing was very uh, a lot of gray metallic was on the field. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. Sauber. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. McLaren, Toro mm-hmm. Rosso wasn't uh, gray, but they had a very dark navy mm-hmm. metallic, which I thought looked pretty good, by the way. But every car, uh, Mercedes also, all the teams were like a gray metallic. I think we're seeing a trend like that come back again. We were in a very cl- colorful, uh, we had very colorful fields for the past couple of seasons, but now people are kind of embracing a darker black look. This is uh, the World Endurance Championship into. look from, like, 2014. Because the World Endurance okay. Championship was fully, like, gray, black, and red. This is Formula One now. They've taken oh, the gray, black, and red, and they've decided that's their thing. I think we need more pink and purple, mainly Agreed. because if you put Nico Holgenberg in a pink car, he, like, breaks out. He's like, ah, ah I can't do it. I, I can't drive got, a pink he'll get car. Hives. He'll that's literally get hives. That's not for men. That's not for men. I can't drive a car. That's pink. By they the might way, laugh at me for something other than never finishing on the podium in Formula <laughs> One. Uh, they should bring <laughs> Sorry, back Nico. the Pink Panthers. Uh, yes. That was some of my favorite designs there. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's our <laughs> rundown of all the reveals so far this season. Ferrari still needs to reveal their car. Mercedes still needs to reveal their car. Aston Martin still hasn't revealed their car either. So we'll see what they do. All right. Who's your favorite car so far, guys? I'm going to go against the conventional wisdom on this podcast, and I'm going to say I like the Williams car. I think it's nice. Okay. I I, I respect it. I think it's nice. I think my favorite so far is Alfa Romeo with the black and red. I think that looks nice as well. Mine is Haas because it looks like an Indy car. That's actually so true. Like, yeah, you could appreciate the fact that it looks like an Indy car. (laughs) Haas is a great jumping off point for our next discussion, which is... Haas. So great. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Um, so Haas's new partner this year for the team is MoneyGram. It is called the MoneyGram Haas F1 team. Sponsorships at the Haas F1 team have been a whirlwind in the past few years. And so much so that Elizabeth and I wrote a book about it that you may or may not buy. It's up to you. We thought it would be fun to talk about how we got to where we are today, which is the MoneyGram Haas F1 team. Haas entered F1 in 2016 with American businessman Gene Haas as the owner and longtime motorsport engineer and manager Gunther Steiner as the team principal. Haas was its own sponsor 
back in those early days with Gene Haas's CNC machining company plastered mm-hmm. all over the car. That was expected when Haas entered F1 because Gene Haas also has a NASCAR team and that NASCAR team does fill in the gaps in sponsorship with Haas Automation. So you'll see Haas cars out there with that big old Haas on the hood. The real drama with Haas started in 2019. So late 2018, Haas goes, hey guys, we got a new title sponsor. Isn't this cool? And it was not cool. Um, (laughs) It was not at all. So that new title sponsor was a company called Rich Energy. It was a British energy drink startup that in its current form was founded in 2015. It was founded by this guy named William Story, who really stuck out this guy has a beard longer than my hair which he could tuck it into his pants if he wanted to which next to formula one drivers and team principals and all that they're all clean shaven like perfectly pristine and this dude looks like he just got off of a harley rich energy no one has ever heard of it william story we got on the phone with him and he said this is because it is a luxury energy drink we put it in high-end nightclubs and exclusive places so you're not just gonna find it in your normal places yeah it's at uh, little saint james yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not putting it in those like low-hanging supermarkets like Red Bull. We're better than that. But suddenly, Haas has black and gold Rich Energy branded cars. Like Rich Energy took over all of their branding, their team uniforms, their email signatures, their everything. It's all over the place. Where did this company come from? Where did it get its money? A lot of that we're still wondering. <laughs> uh, so... As expected, it went very poorly. Um, Rich Energy was already in a legal dispute when the season started over its logo. Um, Its logo looked very, very similar to the logo of a British bicycle company. And they eventually went to court over this logo. And you can see that it's almost exact, like down to the angles and the lengths of everything. And they were like, nah, nah, we didn't see that. Uh Uh-uh, never. We never saw that once. It was wild. So they lost that case. Haas had to pull the logos off of their cars and they had to like tape over their shirts and do all this stuff. Later on, Rich Energy got into a legal dispute with Red Bull. Then they got into a legal dispute with Haas. They terminated the Haas partnership midway through the season because of quote unquote poor performance and a PC attitude in Formula (laughs) One. When I think of politically correct, I think of Formula One. Racing in countries with human rights concerns, sponsored by Saudi oil money. That is the epitome of political correctness. That is politically correct right there. Um, And so Haas responds to this termination thing and they go, you're not allowed to terminate based on that. But you know what? We're sick of you anyway. You can go. But you're going to pay us the full fee for the next few years. Um, Yikes. Then Haas legally goes after Rich Energy for unpaid sponsorship dues and... It was a whole thing. It was horrible. We thought Haas would learn from this. Elizabeth, what did Haas have to learn from this situation, do you think? Haas learned that it should just take money from someone else who also had questionable business practices. That is exactly what happened next. So we have a year of no extra title partners, right? We put the Haas logo back on. We're good. Everything is status quo. 2020 is fine. 2021 comes around and... Haas says, we have a new title partner. It is Ural Kali, a Russian fertilizer company. Mm -hmm. 
under Earl Kim, a Russian chemicals company. And our new driver is Nikita Mazepin, who is the son of Earl Collie boss Dmitry Mazepin. Yikes. What is Earl Collie responsible for, Elizabeth? Tell me. A, a whole lot of sinkholes swallowing the cities and towns where people live. So these people in have Russia. Yeah, spent their lives working in these mines that are now swallowing up their towns. Yikes. Another terrible sponsor. So, you know, they do this for a year. Um, Nikita Mazepin, he spins a lot. He gropes a woman. He posts about groping a woman on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really get any punishment for this. Nobody's mad. Um, This goes really poorly, but Haas is sticking with it. We've got the Russian flag colors on Uh our race car. We are going into 2022 with Earl Colley and Nikita Mazepin ready to spin some more. And then, during preseason testing in 2022, Russia invades Ukraine. And right away, Haas pulls the Russian flag and the branding off of its cars, runs white cars for the rest of testing, and then they announce that they have parted ways with Earl Colley and thus Nikita Mazepin, whose entire seat was funded by Earl Colley. Again, Haas just doesn't seem to learn, do they? No. So... We'll see what happens with MoneyGram, at least as a company that I've heard of. Yeah, at least you've heard of it, right? It it, it has a, lot, a little bit of a weird name, I will admit. The MoneyGram Haas F1 team is like a candy gram from middle school. It's dangerous. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Steak and Alfa Romeo. but uh, So true. Yeah. I don't know. We wish, so we wish them luck. MoneyGram and Haas. Thank you very much for listening to the Donut Racing Show. We're going to be back next week and talk about the rest of the car launches and whatever else happens before the start of season. Maybe someone gets a new dog. I don't know. Be irresponsible to do that before a new season, that's for sure. Make sure to subscribe and tell all your friends to tune into the Donut Racing Show. And if you want to leave us a five-star review and a kindly worded note, that would really help us out. If you're not familiar with Donut, we have a YouTube channel as well as an automotive history podcast called Past Gas. Check both of them out. Yeah. You can also follow DRS on Twitter at Donut Racing Show. I love the account. I'm always tweeting back and forth. Um, It's super fun. You can follow me at Alanis N. King on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Elizabeth at Eliz underscore Blackstock on Twitter and Eliz A. Blackstock on Instagram. And Nolan is Nolan J. Sykes on both. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We will see you every week of this year. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.